Welcome back to the Fletchack Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Off to a bit of a false start there, but we'll get things righted quickly. You can listen to the show on any podcast platform or on YouTube. Subscribe to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube channel. Jump in the comments there and basically praise Gordon because that's what it's turned into. It's just a, it's a love fest there, Gordon. Because people are in a good mood. The people are in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I uh, was, you know, getting through the week. It's a hump day. You know, mm-hmm. September is a weird month, man. Like, cause you know, you're coming right off the summer. It's not really fall yet. You can't like really get into like the Halloween Thanksgiving mode. It's kind of like a holding pattern of like, mm. you're just waiting for like these four weekends to go by and then start getting ready for fall. Right. Yeah. Cause you think it's going to be fall, but then if you live in a place where it's hot, it's hotter than actually it is in june or july sometimes like it is in austin but then all the pools close so a part of them they're past summer but you're still dealing with the summer temperatures i agree i agree 100 programming note tomorrow we're going live after the zurich diamond league we're starting at what time are we starting at 3 p.m central time 3 p.m central time check the schedule because the meet starts early i mean it starts tonight actually but the meet starts early because we got diamond league finals for every event every single event save for on the on the track save for the 5000 is going to be uh all crammed into one schedule so 1 2 4 8 15 steeple both hurdles and the remainder of the field event so it's going to be just a boom 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 day tomorrow gordon i'm excited to to break it down there's going to be a lot to talk about after that meet that podcast might be a little longer than an hour i think that's a t-shirt uh quote it's gonna be a boom 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 day it's gonna be a boom 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 day tomorrow kevin saw mm-hmm. so yeah that as a shirt boom 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 uh other programming note we want to talk about the great north run as well too gordon which is going to be this sunday live on flow track in the united states canada and australia and the fields are out and they are good galen rupp bashir abdi edward Chesarek, mark scott Stuart mcswain on the men's side, women's field, Helen O'Beary, Molly Seidel, and Ailish McColgan. So a half marathon that some athletes are going to be using as a tune-up for the fall, but there's also some track athletes that are going to be jumping onto the roads to put a little bit of strength into their diet at the end of the track season. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, the return of Galen Rupp. Anytime Rupp is on the course, you want to see what he does. And... uh coming off his eighth place finish at the Olympics. He's getting ready now, getting ready for Chicago. So this is kind of his race tune-up for Chicago. I talked to his coach, Mike Smith, the other day, asking what's his intention for this half marathon. And he said he just needs to, you know, get a new race under his belt, kind of shake out the, the Olympic race from his mind, from his legs, and kind of have a new, fresh kind of, race effort going into Chicago and it's going to be a good race. I mean, it's a great field. There's interesting storylines, obviously Galen Rupp, whatever he does, it's going to be fun to watch, but you have like these newcomers and like some of these shorter distance guys, like a Stuart McSwain, who's going to Mm -hmm. be coming off of the 1500 of the diamond league. What's he going to do in in a half marathon? Ed Cheserek, who is making his half marathon debut, which I'm most intrigued by that because Chesrek coming out of Oregon, you know, he was 17-time NCAA champion, won all the cross-country titles, was dominant in the 10K, 5K, and even in the mile for that matter. But his post-college career hasn't been the same level of dominance, obviously, as his college career. Now, there was reasons for that, right? He's trying to, he's trying to become a Kenyan citizen. That didn't happen. And, you know, US citizen. a pandemic during one of his prime years. So there's been a, some bumps and roads in his post-Oregon career, but we don't know yet what his ability will be in a half marathon and up. And if he goes out there and runs 61, maybe mm-hmm. even 62, 61, 62, you're going to start thinking, all right, when's this guy making a marathon debut? And maybe that raw talent of the 1304, 27, 20, 10K speed, 10K strength 
can maybe mm-hmm. translate to a legitimate marathoner who can compete at major marathons and compete for top five finishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't forget about Bashir Abdi in there, silver medalist. And then on the women's side, you got a, a couple medalists there from Tokyo, Seidel in the marathon, the bronze. Obviously, Obiri, the silver on the track, and Ailish McColgan there as well. I mean, Seidel is, is proven herself, but I think it will be fun to see fast course, if the conditions are good, how quick can she go? Remember, she had just the, the two marathons previous to Tokyo. One of them was in Atlanta, and it was a tactical, tough course. And then she had that London race, which she went faster in, but the conditions weren't great there either. Now she's stepping down to the half marathon. So that'll be a fun one um, to watch as well, too, on the on the w- women's side. I, I'm impressed with these track athletes, too, coming right back after it. McSwain, three days. Obiri, same thing. Right, she's she's gonna she's gonna try to run that the Diamond League um, final and then do the double here. So, man, that's impressive. That's impressive. It will. It is, and it's a fast course, like you said. Um, you saw a little bit of that graphic of the the course map while we were talking over these fields, but it's gonna be exciting. And if you live in Canada, Australia, or the U.S., you can watch it live on Flow Track. So, pretty exciting for the U.S., Canada, and Australian audiences out there. If you're not from there, you know, maybe download a VPN and watch it that way. You didn't hear me say that. You didn't hear me say that. But you get the idea. Have some uh, fun watching some long-distance running um, during this end of the track season because I looked at the the upcoming schedule. We only have probably, what, or we have five track meets left, right? You have, we have this diamond, or maybe we have six track meets left. We have this diamond league, and then there's only like five more continental tours, four of which are live on flow. But after, after Zurich, which is today and tomorrow, this upcoming weekend, we have three big continental tours that are live on flow. Um, one in Berlin, one in Bellinzona, and one in Zagreb. Bellinzona is going to be pretty interesting. Justin Gatlin will be making his career, final career race there in Switzerland. And then one week later, we'll have the final track meet of the season in anywhere in the world, live on Flowtrack, the Nairobi Continental Tour in Kenya. So, but yeah, we're coming to a close here, man. It's just basically two weekends, mainly this weekend, mm-hmm. of track left. And then it's basically road racing season and, dare I say it, cross-country season. Mm, you said it. Your your words. The endless track season is almost over. There's so many. It felt like – feels like the Olympics were a while ago at this point. I don't know how you, how, how you have been processing time. We have one fan in the chat of September who is not happy with your take. Uh says, how dare you said September is a weird month. No, it's not. Thank you. So, I mean, there you go. If you're a big fan of Green Day, you wrote a whole song that was a worldwide hit called Wake Me Up When September Ends because, mm-hmm. you know, September, it's it's the hump month of the year. You know, it's the Wednesday of the, of the calendar. That's what it is. Wow. September and March. Those are the two. Those are the two hump months. September for this half of the year and March on the other half. I feel like March has more of an identity though than than September does. But what does March have? Well, I I feel like you know more what to expect in March weather-wise. And you're not coming off of this you you're not coming off so you're not coming off of holiday really. Not not to say everybody takes a vacation in August, but whereas March it's like you got 2 months in front of you. January and February where you're back, and then you got two months in front of you, April and May. It's it's a hump in that perspective, but just in terms of confusion and not knowing what to expect, I think I think September takes the crown. But hey. Yeah. I'm well, I guess debate. and sports wise, March has college basketball and September has basically football. the opening month of football. So you get you St. Know. Patrick's Day in March, Travis reminds us. You get Labor Day in September. A lot of parallels. Maybe they're rivals. Maybe this goes yeah. back a ways. March. What's the best month, in your opinion? The best month? Yeah. 
I think that I'll, I'll do top three. I'd say top three months. I'd say December is in the top three. Because if you, one, my birthday's that month, but two, you obviously have the holidays. And everything is just, everyone's kind of just like, chill out, don't need to work again till January. Like once you hit like December, like 20th. You haven't been working in December? We've worked together for several years. Shut it down. You can shut it down. (laughs) The second half of December, you don't have to do anything. Even like when you get to like December 12th, you're like, all right, it's almost January. I'm done. You know, you're at school. Classes are over, whatever. Okay. Uh, March holidays. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to show March holidays. March celery month. March has <laughs> national celery month. See, yeah. If you're in a national celery month, you don't deserve to be. Uh, you're, that's the hump day of months. National cheerleading so, so, safety month. What the so, hell? So There's some is this is December your December's your one number one pick. What's your number two pick? Number two pick. You know, I would have to go with. Uh, I think, I think May. Good pick. I think May's pretty good. good. Pick. I like May, going into the summer, but it's not too hot. You mm. get to, you get the best of both worlds. You get the summer feeling without the actual feelings of summer, the heat of summer. So I'll put May, and then I think, I kind of low key like, I like October, I like October. Fully entrenched in the fall, basically. Yeah. Although in Texas, it can still be really hot in October. But in other places, the leaves are turning colors. I'll prefer to do the second half of of October plus the first half of November. Like, I want that chunk. Mm. You know, I want to cut the bottom of October and the top of November. That's not following the rules at all of our game here. But I like your two picks. I like December and May. I think that would be... That'd be pretty popular. Um, let's see. March. Oh, Khalil says March and September are six months apart, so it makes sense that they are opposite. Wendigo yeah. says October to January is the best. Yes. Interesting. I mean, interesting. Stay away okay. from the heat. The, wor- the worst month is, I would say, uh, said September, right? February, you- January. Oh, it's February. not. Sep- it's not September. No, but like hump month is different from worst month. Okay. They say the most depressing right. month is like February or January because everyone's like, oh, sh- oh shit, I got to go a whole nother year now before I get yeah. to go back to the cool months in November, December. <laughs> anyway, we're off topic. Let's talk about this Diamond good. League. Let's, uh, no, let's preview these Diamond League finals. I think it's good. I got 10 more minutes of opinions on, on the months. Um, how about days of the week? Let's do that. All right. Uh, Diamond let's start first with, with we're going to do 200s, men's formula hurdles, women's eight, men's 400 and then we're going to go quicker through some of the other events and we talked about the 100 and the 1500 and the 5000 last time but let, let's start first with the the women's 200 let's throw that up there what are your thoughts on the women's two um well it's good that mboma was able to get in uh looks like her fellow countrywoman scratch so she was able to be the next one in uh it's going to be basically a rematch of mboma and Jackson, I don't really see Asher Smith really getting into the mix. She's kind of had like a, you know, she's been kind of injury riddled, didn't really have the same type of year she did in 2019. Tulu, maybe, but no, that's not happening. So really it's going to be Jackson and, and Boma. And obviously we saw what Christine did recently against Jackson. However, I don't want to count Jackson out. I think maybe Jackson needs... I think that loss that she had in the previous Diamond League meeting, I think mm-hmm. she's going to learn from it. And I wouldn't be surprised if she figures out a way to win this race. Um, I don't know for sure, but I do think she kind of needed to get her feet wet again in this 200. I mean, I think that was her first 200 since she jogged it at the Olympics. So mm-hmm. um, I think Mboma is the favorite. However, I think if I was a gambling man, which I am, and if there was gambling odds, I think I would take the plus money on Jackson for the win. Okay. Yeah, you had Mboma right last time, and I, I had I had Jackson. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be another sub-22, sub, sub 22, obviously. Maybe, maybe we're looking at a PR of high 20s here. 
I thought, I mean, Asher Smith, I thought, acquitted herself pretty well. She was a bit back from those top two women, but based on the fact that she had to scratch out of the Olympics, I thought she held her own there nicely. So, yeah, Mboma, 2181, her PB this year, Jackson, 2182. And this whole women's 200 this year, 15215216216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216178182216
we had such high hopes for what those two together, but not going to happen in Zurich. How about men's two? Men's two. I know we talked about this a lot. You and I are putting the belt on the track in the men's two and the men's one in Zurich between Curly and DeGrasse. So this comes at the end of the meet. This 200 comes at the end of the meet. So we've already seen the 100. And if Curly beats DeGrasse in the 100, then it's going to make this 200 even more interesting there. Obviously, don't count out Kenny Van Eric. 1968 this year had great battles and showed great consistency all year. I'm excited to see both these both these men's short sprints, even though we are missing some names in there. Like we're missing Noah Lyles in the two. We're missing in the hundred. Obviously, the gold medalist Marcel Jacobs, who hasn't run at all this year. But these are these are pretty interesting, just from the perspective of what they they've all done post Olympics, Gordon. Yeah, we talked about it. Like the Fred Curley, Andre de Grasse. This is going to be a dual meet between those two guys to see who can come out victorious as the best sprinter of 2021. So it's going to be interesting how this race plays out. And it's all going to be based off of what happens in that 100. If Fred wins, it's going to be a different race. And if Fred wins 100, it's going to be very different than if Andre de Grasse wins the 100, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred has the inside lane. Mm. I'm not really sure. I haven't, I haven't really studied. I probably should have done this, done more homework before this pod. But I haven't really done my studied my homework on between Benaric, Curly, and DeGrasse, who has the better turn. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to be Benaric or DeGrasse because Curly has yet to really master the turn. He's so new to it, um, and he's such a bigger body to get around that turn so i i would think it's de who has the best turn right so he should have the lead going into that home stretch mm-hmm. yeah de is good in the two the two's always been his best yeah. event he's been he's been really yeah. good at the one but i always thought he was better at the two so for, for curly he's going to be chasing de because obviously he's on the inside so he already is going to have the lead because he's on the outside lane. But Curly's going to have to run down DeGrasse in the final 70, 60 meters. So if he does win, it's going to be a very good uh, picturesque win because it's visually you're going to see someone getting run down as opposed to mm-hmm. holding someone catching them. Uh, so they did run the 200 head-to-head. See, this is when Fred Curly, what, back in 2017 – Fred Curley and Andre DeGrasse faced it off in the 200. DeGrasse ran 2003 and Curley ran 2027. Back in 2017 in Rabat. Yeah. So. What about what about the 100? Can you keep up the 100 there head to head? Travis, is it only is it only one time in the 100 too? That's that's in, I would not have predicted they've only run. Well, I guess Curley this is his first year doing it, but I thought even in one year they would have bumped into each other a, a little bit. More than that. So yeah, they've um, run once against the two hundred. Yeah. Oh, it's they've it's four to three in the hundred. But if you take out um Yeah, you gotta take out those heats. If you take out heats, right? Semifinals. So then it's so it's three to two if you take out the heat. No, no, it's three two. If you take out the heats. Yeah. What's your pick? The pick. So I went with Jackson in the 200. I don't love that pick, though, for the record. Men, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Kenny B. What about the 100? Zag. 100, I'm going to go with Curly. My American bias is showing. (laughs) So if if those results hold, then, then DeGrasse keeps the belt? In your opinion, even though he doesn't win either of them, since one guy doesn't no, dominate, I think I think Curly would get the belt because Curly will have the win over DeGrasse in the hundred. Okay, I thought you said Curly had to win both, or are you just saying he has to finish ahead of DeGrasse in both? I think he has to finish ahead of DeGrasse in both. Are you changing the rules in our arbitrary awarding of the best combo sprinter in twenty twenty one? 
Okay, that's I, okay. You're allowed to do that. You know, I don't really ahead know, man. I just, oh, that's fine. I just need, yeah, I, I don't know. The meet hasn't started yet. Honest. You can change the rules up until the gun goes off. You can change the rules. So if you want to change the rules now, I think that's a fine standard. If you're saying he finishes ahead of him in both, that's yeah. enough. It okay. just looks cooler if the if you're finishing first. I think everybody would agree with that, Gordon. <laughs> I think everybody agrees that it looks cooler when you finish first. That's that's a good headline. That's why they give that's why they give them the gold medals. Yeah, clip that one, that's a shirt. Travis. It looks cooler Gordon, when you finish first. <laughs> Gordon Mack colon. It looks cooler when you finish first. Shall we move on now? Yeah, let's move on. We'll talk so much more uh, about this after it happens. So yeah, well, that's another guarantee. Gordon Mack. We'll talk more about this after it happens. Let's talk about let's talk about the men's forming hurdles, which is a good race. I mean, it's not the race because we don't have Rye Benjamin in there, but it's a it's a good race because you're still getting number one and number three all time in Warholm and Alessandro Santos of Brazil. Warholm's you know, post Olympics, he just ran the that 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 flat four hundred, and that was it. So I have no idea what type of form he's in. I've only ever seen him go all out. Dos Santos has run and won a couple 400-meter hurdle races since the Olympics, but none of them have approached his his PB, which makes sense because he's not racing with with the all-time greats here. So I don't know what to expect. I, I would be surprised if Warholm ran slower than 47.5, but I just don't know what type of form he's in in this type of season at this point in the season. And I'd also be surprised if Warholm lost, even though Dos Santos is obviously very good. I am predicting boring chalk. By that I mean chalk is in. Carson Warholm's going to win. Allison Dos Santos is going to get second. And mm-hmm. it's going to be boring because we have been spoiled with the way Warholm has impressed us on the track every mm-hmm. time he's off there outside of the mm-hmm. most recent 400 he ran. And that we're going to see a 46 98 and be like, uh, okay. Even though 4698 is pretty damn good, he's just gonna make a high 46 kind of feel boring. And that's what he's gonna take to win, I think, this race. And so that's what I think he'll do. Yeah. I think he'll just run 46 high, win it. You know, I'm going with the 4698 for the win. And we'll just be like, yeah. hey, the, the reaction is gonna be, man, what would have happened if Rob Benjamin was there? It's gonna be all of th- all of th- all of our thoughts and we're just waiting for round what four or five of benjamin versus warholm and this time they mm-hmm. get to face each other on benjamin's home turf in america which will be in eugene so yeah you look at dos santos and you think forty-six seventy-two. he's still racing four meter hurdles post olympics maybe this is his chance to spring an upset but the last two races, he's dropped 48s, and I just don't see Warholm losing to him. I'm yeah. with you. I think that's a that's a that's a fair projection. I think even sub sub 40, I mean sub 47 would obviously be amazing. But I think it it might even be a tick slower than that. We might see something north. We might see something like a 47 low, which historically is still a good time. But you're talking more than a second off of his best time ever. I mean, Warholm's earned the right. To kind of jog his victories now after his 45 at the Olympics. <laughs> Show up, jog, get the victory, get ready for 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's it's cool that he's racing. Uh, he said in the pre-race press conference, you feel good, but you feel empty too on achieving his goals. <laughs> Very honest there from Carson Warholm. And he has to be... I know you always do that thing where the they're like, well, what do they have left to motivate them? When you go 45-9, <laughs> when you beat the world record by that much, you have to be asking yourself, well, what's left? Because you, you just push it out to a spot where you may, never even thought was possible. And you're running against the other two fastest in history and you're beating them. Hard to match that. It's, and it's hard to see a scenario again 
say for a world outside of a world championships or Olympics where he can create that sort of environment necessary to run that fast. That's what it feels like. Warholm's quote, you feel good, but you feel empty too. That's how I feel whenever I eat sushi because I'm always like, Ooh, it tastes good, but it's not filling. You know, it's just not enough meat in the sushi for me to justify it as a, as a meal for dinner. So you feel good, but you feel empty too. Uh, that's accurate. That's hundred percent accurate, which is, I think is the case for sushi because it doesn't weigh you down. You don't feel yeah. terrible after eating it. You, you feel good. And Warholm, not burdened at all by this. Feels good, but there's no weight there. Uh, and this is his first, this is his first 400 meter hurdles post 4594. So we'll see. I think the open four gave him this challenge of, and go after the European record. I can try to better a mark that I know I can run faster than I can compete with the best in the world in two events. And he, he just didn't have it that day. So I almost see more motivation for him post Olympics in a flat four than in a 400 meter hurdle race where he has proven everything. He also has a quote. I've never finished a 400 and thought I want to do another lap in regards to possibly running an 800. I hate to break it to him, but I feel like every 800 meter runner, <laughs> yeah. uh, when they finish their first 400, doesn't want to do it the extra lap because you know, 800 like, you're just, you're it's pain for two laps as opposed to pain for one lap. But yeah. At least that's what it's so to me. Continue. Every, every time, every time I ran the four, the first four hundred of an eight hundred, I was like, "Why can't this be done? Why do we got to do it again?" And then you're like, "Oh, okay. Everyone else is going again. All right, I got to do a second lap." And then that's the one that hurts. Anyway, to continue the food analogy, this would be barbecue. You do it, and you're like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to do that again." <laughs> yeah, it looked good. I was waiting in line. It smelled delicious, but I don't know if I can do brisket back to back days. That's that's tough. That is tough. Next event on the docket here, men's quarter, men's 400. We've been following Michael Cherry and his 44 second streak now post Olympics. He keeps ticking them off, ticking them off, ticking them off. Now he has the chance to win the Diamond League, get a bye into the world championship next year, which would be huge for him. To do it though, he's gonna have to beat two gentlemen who beat him at the Olympics in Karani James, and oh wait, I'm just seeing now, Zambrano scratched. Zambrano has scratched, so he will only need to beat Karani James, who he finished one place behind at the Olympics, third and fourth. Things just got a little, little smoother there for Mr. Cherry. Yeah, I mean, he just basically, he's got to win one race, and you're going to the Worlds in 2022. This hasn't. This is set up perfectly for Cherry, right? You know, mm -hmm. the way the field has played out, there's only one medalist in the in the field. He's staying consistent. He's kind of on a hot streak, so he's not burnt out yet. He can still handle running 44 seconds. Clearly, he's done it 13 times in a row. Um, and he's kind of saving it all up for this one last push. And mm -hmm. it will be pretty incredible for, you know, the U.S. to have everything – have the, if he does win, have a buy in the one, the two, the four, the eight, and the 110 hurdles. You know, I was hoping yeah. that Rye Benjamin would also try to go for the Diamond League buy, but yeah. he decided to shut down his season. Obviously, that would have been harder because Carson Wilhelm looks like he's he's never going to scratch a, an opportunity to, to win a, a notable race. Yeah. But if Carson Wilhelm, for some reason, was like, ah, I'm done, just broke the world record by an incredible amount, I don't need to run a Diamond League final then Benjamin could have snuck in and got a buy, but it is what it is. And Michael Cherry, I mean, if you're a 400 meter runner out there, you're cheering hard for Cherry because, and Vernon Norwood for that matter, he's in this race because having an extra spot open up on the track to qualify for a world championship is always beneficial. Mm -hmm. One and one, the two Cherry and James this year, Cherry, as I mentioned, lost to him in Tokyo, but beat him in Brussels. And you look at the rest of the field, Gordon, look at this gap. Look at this gap. It goes for season best. It goes James at 43.88, Cherry at 44.03. And then the next fastest, you go to McQuala at 44.47. So 
more than four tenths clear Cherry is of the next fastest guy. This looks like it's going to be a match race coming off that last yeah. hundred. And and Cherry had his number in in Brussels, and that was one race. So you don't want to read too much into it. But he's in a very good position because you figure, okay, worst case scenario, he's looking at second, and he can really let it all hang out and go for it and try to get that try to get that buy, and only have to make one trip to Eugene in 2022 instead of two trips to Eugene. <laughs> he, I think he still have to show up to go to, you oh, still that's have right. to run. Right. Yeah. He's going to run the 200. That's what he'll do. Like everybody yeah, else. That's what 200. Yeah, run, join There's the going to be 90 men. There's going to be 90 men uh, in the qualifying for the, the 200 in the trials next year. There's going to do heats on top of heats. There's going to be a whole day. It's just going to be the 200. It's going to be like the pen relays. They're just going to be firing the gun every 30 seconds. It's gonna be really funny juxtaposition 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 juxtaposing is that <laughs> how do you say juxtaposition but like you know like juxtaposing juxtaposing Juxt it's gonna be very I like how you never you never back down like you and you didn't avoid it you went right into it <laughs> you drove straight into it I went for it I went for it um, I appreciate it I think it was the 2017 U.S. champs or the 2019 U.S. champs? I think the 2017 U.S. or no, 2018, the 2018 U.S. champs in the 200. I think it was pouring rain in Des Moines, and nobody of any note was in yeah, that 200 yeah, yeah. meter final. Yeah, at, at the U.S.A.s, yeah. it was like, yeah, I mean, it was not good. Sorry if you were in that 200 meter final, but let's be honest, like there was maybe only one guy who was good, but you could argue no. Comparing that 200 meter field to what will probably be our 200 meter field yeah. in 2022, four years later, when you have, you know, we've talked about, but it's now throwing Cherry in there, right? And then you get Curly, mm -hmm. Lyles, Fenneric. I can go on and on. You know, you get the idea. Laird, Knight, Knighton, keep going. Norman, maybe. Norman. I'll, yeah. I'll keep going. Nor yeah, yeah, Norman. Should... Christian Coleman, no, maybe. Christian, He's like, hey, I'm Christian Coleman. Kill Put him in there. Yeah. yeah. Put him in there. Sign me up. Everyone's joined the party. I remember. I remember that you're talking about 2018, right? With the rain. Yeah. Cause Norman, Norman was entered, but then he left. And then I remember, I think Amir Webb won. And then I asked him afterwards, this is back when we used to be able to go to mix zones and stuff. And, and I said, what did you think when Norman scratched? And he said, well, just got a lot easier. <laughs> like, yep, that's a hundred percent accurate. Cause usually they don't say that. Usually they're not as forthcoming with that They'll They'll say, Oh, I, I wasn't even paying attention to what anybody else was doing. I was just running in my lane. He's like, nope, got easier. Yep. Thank you for scratching. But 2022, it's going to be pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, Cherry, this is your spot. Try to get the, the win and, and the buy. We'll see what happens. Got to get got to get that buy. Got to get that buy. All right, women's eight is the last one that we're going to go in-depth in, and then we'll do lightning round for – the rest of them what's the, you wanted to you wanted to dig into into this race what what about this this race interests you the most well similar to the cherry situation cake race coming from the american perspective right has an opportunity to get a buy here in the eight mm. um but it's not nothing's guaranteed cake race has shown her ability to beat everyone in this field and find ways to to win impressive races against legitimate diamond league fields. But she's also had situations where she falls and finishes like not fall, but like finishes fourth or fifth in, in these type of races. So I don't think Kate Grace is the favorite by any means. I would definitely put in uh Hodgkinson and Ghoul as the kind of co-favorites. Mm -hmm. Um but Kate Grace has an opportunity and she's has a perfect day. She can she can win this race. Um, I I like Cherry's chances better in the four than I do like Kate Grace's chances here in the eight. But you never know, and we'll see what happens. But it's gonna be a great eight hundred, and I would like to say I'm gonna say it now: if Kate Grace wins this race, she is in my opinion, should be voted unanimous second-best 800-meter runner in the world. In the world? Yeah. If she wins this race. 
she just got fifth in Brussels. I don't know if you can make that claim, but I think you can. Look at her. Look she's got a resume. Be... I am. She she got seventh at the trials. Then she went and won in Oslo. Then she got third in Whoa. Stockholm, third in Monaco, second at Pre, and fifth in Brussels. I know you're you're assuming you know Thing Mo is number one there, and obviously Thing Mo yeah. was at Pre, but there's also Monaco, Stockholm races where she got third and then a fifth in Brussels. So you're saying a Diamond League win makes up for all, or a Diamond League final win makes up for all that? Yeah, well, let's look at, uh, go to descending order list, but multiple marks. So you had that you look up, at times Travis. And stuff. Yeah, 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 but do all, yeah. Okay, so, okay, this isn't helping out my case as much as I thought it No, was. it's not. I think you should bail on this one. I think you should really <laughs> hop off. Well, no, but if she does win this, she'll have beaten the silver and bronze medalist, right? If she wins this race. Yes. Yeah, Hodgkinson and... Uh, well, no, Rogers is bronze, right? Oh, I guess uh, no, Rogers isn't there. Yeah, I think your argument is bad, but that's okay. It doesn't it. matter where I, she's I, ranked. It doesn't. Listen, for her, it doesn't matter where she's ranked uh, post whatever in your fake rankings. What matters is, is can she get, can she win and get the buy? That's all that matters. That's an actual tangible thing she can hold on to and, and carry into the next season. I just worry. She's raced. You look at this. She's raced a lot and I don't blame her for doing it. I think it was great that she did it and it paid huge dividends. Oslo, Stockholm, Monaco, Gateshead, Eugene, Brussels, and then now Zurich. She went back she went to Europe, then back to the U.S. for pre, and then back to Europe again. Just multiple stints here. She's put together an impressive season, but this field is this field is still pretty tough, right? You got Riki in there, you got Gould, as you mentioned, and you got Hodgkinson. I think you're going to be tough to, to get past. It's an 800. I'm not counting her out. I think she's got a chance, but... This one, this you're right. It's harder for her than it is for Cherry. Much harder. Much harder. And it's more important for her than it is for Cherry because she would have a harder time qualifying next year at the trials where Cherry is in perfect position, even if he doesn't win, to be top three in the U.S. next year. I know that you talked me out of me saying that if she wins this race, she's yeah. the second best runner. We had already world. moved on. We had already but forgotten about know. that. I'm, I'm starting to go back on it because you look at her second place finish at pre- <laughs> is a very impressive second place finish because the person who got first was a thing Mo. So that's technically another win there for best runner up, you know? So <laughs> I'm just saying, and she has a win here. Okay. She'll have, she'll have three non a thing Mo victories in the month of July, August, and September. So true, but you got to get ahead of Ghoul. You got to get ahead of Riki. You got to get ahead of Hodgkinson. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, et I don't know. Ghoul has some eighth place finishes on her belt. You know, Ghoul has. Yeah. Riki has some some negative moments. So no one's dominant. So I I'm gonna do it no, now. I'm gonna bust out my Excel and do an analysis after this race, provided Kate Grace okay. wins. And I'm gonna have. So I'm gonna be prepared. So in 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 Brussels, I hope you are prepared, at least more prepared than you were for that argument. Like, Travis, bring up the stats. Travis, take the stats away. <laughs> no, I don't want the stats anymore. <laughs> Go away. Scary stats. Scary. Scary. Well, in 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 Brussels, the most recent one where she finished fifth, it was Ghoul, Hodgkinson, Riki, and Alemu. And all those people are back again here. So, yes, she, she would need to win, obviously, to make that case. But I think it doesn't matter. The, the the priority here is just trying to figure out a way to to get that by because it'll make it'll make all this racing worthwhile. She got a lot out of this. She kept lowering her PB, and she got it down to one fifty seven two, which is huge going into twenty twenty two. But if she can get a if she can get a free pass, because right now you're looking at the women's eight, and if you assume that if you assume that Mo is just locked in there and she's running the eight, which I don't know if we can assume that. I don't, I'm assuming she's going to be able to just, or she's going to just do the 800 next year. But then you just go down to two spots at that point. 
And we've seen in the past, anytime you have just a huge favorite, it just puts immense pressure on the rest of the field to, to keep up. But anyway, end up qualify for teams. Just makes it really, really hard to, to qualify for. I mean, look, men's 200? Like, Noah Lyles, 19.5, right? And then you got Knighton, and you got Bednarik, and you got Curley. Now, it's good that the U.S. is going to get four in because those four alone deserve it based on how they, they run. But you could even argue five. Like, There's going to be such a, de a deserving fifth or sixth place person next year that's not going to make it in the men's, in the men's too just because the top is so, so good. Yeah. It's almost as if we shouldn't be doing three per country the way mm. you, know, you see more than you see more than three Americans at Wimbledon. You see more than three Americans at the Masters. We should see more than three of any country at our championships. Have you been watching uh the US Open on tennis? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. There's a 18-year-old girl, Fernandez. She's the one who upset uh, Naomi Osaka in like the third round. Mm -hmm. She's on to, uh, I think, the semifinals. She's pretty wild. She's only 18. And that tennis update was brought to you by Gordon Mack. Hey. All right. I like sports. Lightning round. Come on. I can watch some yeah, yeah, sports. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go to lightning round now here. You just tell me what you're interested in or upset about in these different races. You ready? Or fields? Yeah, Travis will bring I, up the field. And, and then, then we'll go. go. How about Travis, right. you just bring up the field and then we'll react to it. Travis, you decide. Okay. You just click on one and then we will we will, we will. Does go. Travis know which ones we haven't talked about? Oh, there you go. Yeah, go. let's look it up. 800, okay, I'm excited to see Isaiah Harris back because we haven't seen him in a little bit in a while. He's kind of a wild card in my opinion. He's not gonna win. But uh, yeah, this is once again the uh, the double Kenyans, right? When Rotich and Correa, they constantly go back and forth, uh, finishing second or third, and going up against Marco Arop. So I think we're gonna see uh, Arop, Rotich, Correa, one, two, three, in some order. However, it would be hilarious if Clayton Murphy wins this because for some reason Murphy, you know, he looks so good at the trials. He looked solid at the Olympics. Obviously, didn't have it on the, in that final race, but in, that final race was all over the place. But Murphy, he he just hasn't been looking good in any of these international races. I mean, you look at his finishes uh, in all of his diamond leagues, okay, or like not or like international races. He has a third, but it wasn't diamond diamond leagues. He has a seventh, a sixth, mm. a fifth a fifth, and a ninth, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy has the third fastest time in the world, and he's finishing outside the top half of every race he's in. But at the same time, like, we saw what he did in the Olympic trials final where he runs 143. He was able to make an Olympic final, so that means something. Uh, I think it'll be kind of wild if he just shows up and's like, all of these hits have been taken, all of these bruises, all of these L's, I'm going to end it with one W and it, and it takes the diamond league victory, which will give him uber confidence going into 2022. Uh, because it's like, Hey, I know I can do it. Obviously I showed at the trials and, um, he just, I think he needs one more. He just needs one good race to end the season on and maybe the diamond. League. So that'll be the wild card is seeing Clayton Murphy finding a way to win this race. Next event. Travis, what do we got next? Up next on the docket, Travis clicking the schedule. Here we go. Boom. Women's 400. Who on their bucket list had Kaylin Whitney in the Diamond League 400-meter finals? Who had that? I don't think anyone had that Not on their me. bucket, on their predicting board. Um, I think it's wild that she's found a way to kind of reinvent herself into a – a legitimate 400 meter runner. She's run 50 29. She's in the Diamond League final. Uh, however, this race is, you know, there's no Shawnee Miller Weibo. There's no Felix. There is Paulino in there. 
Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just kind of like a, meh, 400, right? I mean, I guess McPherson yeah, and been Paulino, great. They're, they, they've run 49 seconds, but this yeah. is one of those races where you're kind of like, this is a race where if you haven't gone to the bathroom yet, you go to the bathroom. Or if like, oh, you need to go and like make lunch because we're watching it during the middle of the day. Like this is the time when you have to get up and like check the oven or get up and go to the microwave during this race. You, There's always one. There's always one, and that's this one. No, I think you can do that in the early laps of the men's steeple. I'd watch this race. Paulino's been Paulino's been really good. I mean, yeah, it's a bummer. Miller Weibo's not in there. McPherson's been pretty good. Outside shot for the Americans here. If Hayes can recapture some of her magic, maybe. Uh, get the buy for the U.S., but that's going to be tough based on how Polino's been running. Um, yeah. n- next one up. Next one up, Dude. Travis gets the pick. A lot of power for Travis. Yeah. Um, men's steeple. Here's a chance for a buy. Hillary Bohr. He had a weird uh, Olympic championship. He didn't make the final because of failing to qualify in like a weird way, but he clearly was the best American, but he didn't, a different American made the final. Hillary Bohr has won a Diamond League. He's won a Diamond League 3K steeple. So he's been able to win races. Now I will say El Bacali is pretty dominant and I don't see El Bacali losing this race unless something like a fall happens or something wild. But you know, this will be the... The wild upset mm. if Bohr finds a way to take the victory here for a bye. It's not happening, but it would be fun to watch. That would be – if Bohr were to win this, that would be like the moment of the meet for Americans because it's like, whoa, like no one saw that coming. <laughs> um, he has the ability, but no one will see it coming. Um, yeah, and Albuquerque, right. I mean, he's he's – he has a chance to – I mean, I'm not sure how old he is, but – He's going to, if he keeps his pace going and wins a few more golds and continues to lower his PB and win more Diamond League races, he'll be up there in like, you know, all time great steeplers in, you know, history. This event's been pretty quiet this year. Maybe they saved something for the end. Let's go to the next event, though. Next event. Drumroll, praise. It is the. What do we got? Travis is going Travis over the Javelin. Me hard. I don't. We, we, don't. <laughs> we got the uh, we got the women's formula hurdles left, both high hurdles, and then the so women's, the women's on the running events. This is the women's. Uh, Didn't you make money javelin? off this, or did you lose money on this at the Olympics? On the women's javelin, I think I lost money. Okay, so you're remember. still mad about that. Okay. This is is this even the I javelin? Seem... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think javelin. you. Yeah, yeah. I think Andrzejczyk, did you have money on? Or was it a one of the Aussies? I'm not sure. I don't know, man. When you make 45 different bets, you, it's hard to When you lose as much all. money as you did, you lose track. I only, lost, I only lost $277. I'm kind of proud of that. I'm proud of that when I lost that much money. All right, here we go. Men's I, 110 hurdles. On. Before you do that, though, I think I, I got some breaking news. I got some breaking news. Ben True? You ran another race? No. Venture tweeted. No, um, someone in the chat mentioned it. I just looked it up to confirm. Jakob no longer in the 5,000. Ooh, really? Okay. So that obviously will – let me check to see. Is he still in the 15? Yes, he is. So that impacts our opinion that Cheryut really needs to take advantage of the fact that Jakob would be tired. Still needs to try to get the win, obviously, and still probably needs to run aggressively, but that definitely changes changes Jakob's – approach to that 1500 makes him much tougher in the man 1500. chalimo should have extended his season to the diamond league final and had a chance mm-hmm. to get by there now with no Jakob, missed that opportunity 560 anyway. meter banked track that's just yeah playing into his hands go ahead quick lightning so go men's oh, oh we got pictures of the track let's show the track let's show pictures of the track yeah, yeah. look at that it's banked dude it's banked on the curves <laughs> They got they, they fill in if you zoom in, they got an arrow. They got a little road sign mm-hmm. tell you which direction to run. See that blues the blue go yeah, that one right there. Look, they tell you which mm-hmm. way they're going. You, you turn left. 
Wait, wait, that is that opposite? That arrow is telling that, them to go no, the wrong that's way. A, no, that's a, I think that's a street sign. That doesn't have anything to do with the track. I know, but just built. I know, but okay. Well, look at the third picture. Look at the third picture of these, of these three here. Those of you watching, oh, wow. like I hope they fill that gap in, right? Is someone going to fill that in? Because that could be dangerous. It could so be like the part like... in Speed where there's a gap in the highway, and then Keanu Reeves and Sandra this... Bullock need to go ahead. This could be an issue. Actually, it's a good thing Paul Chalimo is not in this race because if he was in this race on there's that no track, lane four there's, no, there's lane four. no lane four man he would fall off the edge of this track i could actually if it's close you could see maybe someone step off the edge of this track how many times have we seen in crazy diamond league finals where they kind of get pretty wide abreast someone's gonna fall off this track man this is gonna warning. happen that's a warning like for everybody out there i'm telling you someone's gonna is fall. it they're gonna be they're gonna, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm trying to go wide, and they're like, oh, if I go too wide, I'm gonna fall, and then, then it's gonna mess up their stride. Just look out for that. Someone is going to almost fall off the track. They only have, is it twelve? Well, I, I want to see if they replaced Jakob to get the number here. Right now, they only have eleven in there, and two of them are pacers. So by the time we get down to it, there'll only be nine. But you're right. Everybody's competing for that inner lane but because it's banked this is this got an indoor vibe to it but indoor tracks aren't usually three lanes this could get hairy <laughs> you're correct i think it's gonna be pretty rough. i think it's uh, it's it, 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 it is good that chalimo's not there i agree it is good um yeah there you see the 5k start list which happened this afternoon it's i think it's in a few hours the race is gonna be happening yeah. um men's 110 hurdles you got the American duo of Roberts and Allen going against Olympic champ in Parchment. Uh, I think I think Parchment wins it. I don't know this man. It's great to be in the home country of a Diamond League final because Simone E. Hammer was thirteen eighty three PB. Just mm -hmm. finding a way to get into that Diamond League final. I would love it if there was a situation where the like the extra one added, because clearly he's only there because Switzerland gets to add a plus one to all the fields. But if like yeah. the plus one of a Switz athlete accidentally wins one of the Diamond League yeah. races and what they do, like do they give him the buy? Do they give her the yeah. buy? Like what do they do? You have they to. Would? Well, Eugene's gonna host a Diamond League final coming up here. So Really? Does 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 the United States get a yeah? Does the United States get a do they get the free lane? And if they so, might. how what, what, are they going to determine? I think yeah. Do. I think this is it. Next year, they announced it a while ago. Want to feature the stadium? That's gonna be interesting. Whoa! We should make a a list of who. Ooh, that's gonna be drama. Who gets to decide that? The meet director. Twenty twenty three. Is when this happens because that's what they do you're allowed to have uh it's always been like a non-issue because a lot of times a home country doesn't really yeah. have like a talented athlete in that event so I mean, it's let's like, be okay. honest it's let's be honest it's ridiculous it's a diamond league final it's not just a regular meet. People qualify to get in. You shouldn't get a free pass in. I understand if, if something happened at the 11th hour and the lane's just going to sit empty, all right, cool. And and the guy happens to be, or the woman happens to be warming up on the track, the warm-up track, you could throw them on there. That's fine. But the fact that you're putting people who aren't qualified into what's supposed to be the pinnacle of the circuit is is really, really strange to me. Ooh, that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be fun content for me. Anyway, deciphering. First of all, finding out who get. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I think um. It's gonna be Allen and Parchment one two in one order or the other, but Parchment for the win. All right. Is that it? Is that all the events? No. Women's four hurdles. Men. Women's one hundred hurdles, and then women's steeple are the remaining running events here. So all the women jumping Travis over. Travis is gone. Is basically. Travis three. is gone. Travis is gone. We lost Travis. So. Here we go. I'll Women's say the fields. For you. The... Okay, you say I'll the tell, fields. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the fields. Here are the fields. Uh, 
fields are as follows. Uh, well, women's formula hurdles, Pots, little and bowl going off the end. again. Little and bowl in the formula hurdles. Go. Little and bowl. No Muhammad, no McLaughlin, but little and. Yeah, no Muhammad, no McLaughlin. That means this is another one. This is me getting up to eat dessert from the lunch when the women's forge was going on. I was getting lunch. Women's forge meter hurdles is going on. I'm, I'm getting dessert. So that's another one where I'm uh, going to the bathroom or eating food. Next. Literally, it takes one minute. Again, I think the way more efficient time to eat would be either during a commercial break or during a distance race. Uh, the next one, women's high hurdles. Okay, so is uh, Camacho Quinn in it? No. Is Kenny Harrison in it? No. Okay, I, I'm running out of reasons to get up and leave, but <laughs> Amusan has the best season, best of the group. It's uh, Robinson, Cunningham, Amusan, Visser, Tapper, Sember, Chadwick, Kozak, and then Kambuji, not Munjinga Kambuji, but Itaji Kambuji of Switzerland. Yeah, this one is this one is not featuring the best people in the world. So that's a bummer. Women's formula hurdle or women's high hurdles. Ah. This is the one I go and get the mail. This is when I get the mail. All right. Last one we have left is the women's steeple. What do you think about the women's steeple? Frericks in it? We got Yeah. So we have Chemutai, the gold medalist, Frericks. Kiang, Abebe, Kraus, Yavi, Jerutu, Kurui, Chespool, and then Chepnegich. So Beatrice Chepkoch isn't in there, but she hasn't been running well. So that's that's not a surprise. Chemutai, gold medalist. Ferrix, obviously, always solid and in the mix. I wonder how how much the buy is on Ferrix's mind, or does she even consider the trials that I know she wouldn't she'd love to avoid it if she could but i just wonder if if you've been that solid qualifying for that long if you see that as an actual roadblock no i don't i don't think it's about being a roadblock i think she looks at it as an opportunity of like hey that just makes my season so much more like i can train through that week yeah. you know i don't have to as much as she knows she's going to qualify, and same with Emma Coburn, they both know they're going to qualify, they still have to take it serious. They can't show up out of shape. They can't show up extremely tired. They got to do something. So if Ferrex finds a way to get the buy in that steeple, it's the huge competitive advantage where she's like, all right, I can just I can add basically an extra, what, three weeks of training, maybe two weeks, I don't know to her whole season going into the, the world championships. So I think it's a huge competitive advantage. And I'm definitely thinking she's thinking about it. She's like, ooh, this is an awesome opportunity. Get a buy. Not that like she's nervous about qualifying in 2022, but she's excited about having a, an easier season. You know? mm -hmm. And I think she that can win sense. it. I mean, she got second at the Olympics. Yeah. I don't, I, anything happens in these steeples, man. Like I can see it happening. I will watch this. Yeah, and, I'm not going to get up and go to the bathroom for this woman's deep. All right. All right. I'm looking at what Chemuchai has run post Olympics and she won or sorry, she was, she was seventh at pre. Yeah. So. Tanui won. Is Tanui, hold on. Is Tanui in this race? Did I say Tanui's name? No. So the woman who beat Frerichs at pre is not in this field. And Frerichs was second at pre. I kind of like Frerichs as a pick here because she's solid. Now she's going to have to travel quite a ways, but she's just been very consistent this year. And she's coming off the 857 at pre. Is no way. Hold on. Is Nora this? Uh, oh, sorry. The woman who beat her is here. It's, she's listed as Nora Tanui, and then there's Nora. It's Nora Tanui Geruto. So she is there. So she, Geruto seems like her best, uh, biggest competition right now, based on what happened at pre, but you can't count out Chemutai. But I think Ferex, um has an opportunity. She definitely has an opportunity here to, to get this win. Uh, let's like leave and it there. subscribe.
Yeah, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. We'll see you guys. I want to do this tomorrow afternoon. Hold on, what? I gotta talk about the London Marathon real. I gotta talk about the London Marathon real quick. That's live on Flow Track. Can we do that. I forgot about I wanna... that. All right. Where the music's already started. All right. Well, Gordon ruined that. That's all right. Travis is gone. Gordon ruined the thing I had to do with this clip. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's just all the the rhythm's all off. I just it's done. We'll figure out another time. Did I ruin it, it for it's you? Great. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm out of. Well, I just don't know when we're else we're gonna do it because we got this live show tomorrow. When we'll do are we? I don't know when show. we're gonna do it. We'll have the live show right. tomorrow. Hey, maybe before. Maybe we can come on before. during one of those commercial breaks. Colt will cut it for us because this is all your fault, Gordon. You totally follow the rundown. Follow the rundown. I'm sorry, I screwed it up. For people who are watching, I apologize. They have no idea what I screwed up. No, they don't They're need to know. Like, what up? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just know that I know, Gordon. Thank you to Colt. Thank you to Travis. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Flow Track Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Tune in tomorrow, 3 p.m. Central, after the Diamond League final. We'll be here talking about all the races. We'll see you guys then.